0: My ministry scripture today, I'm going to read it to you before I take up an offering. And I'm going to take up an offering in a minute. But my ministry scripture today is, if you parents, this is from the New Living Translation in Matthew chapter 7, verse 9, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Matthew chapter 7, verse 9 to 11. Do you know that just because the people who translated the Bible put chapters and verses in there, It doesn't mean to say Jesus was talking to a different people with a different message. So if you go and read your Bible and just start Matthew chapter 6 from the beginning and you keep reading, you get to, don't worry about what you're going to eat, drink or wear. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will get added to you. And then he goes on to talk about hypocrites and people. And then he goes on to talk about this. It's the same people, the same message, and he still hasn't stopped talking. So, the Lord has been on me, because you'll see from the message that I'm going to minister today, that I'm going to preach to you today, and the way that the Lord has given it to me to preach today, God is wanting blessings to come upon your life, beyond anything you can imagine or think, or plan, or even consider about your life, God's got more for you than you can imagine, Amen. And I'm trusting God that in the same way Jesus took the bread and fishes and He multiplied it and He gave thanks to the Father and multiplied it, that He's going to multiply your seed that you sow, your tithes and offerings that you give in ways that are beyond your comprehension. Do you think He can multiply resources, opportunities, Income capacity. Do you think he can, if he can multiply bread, don't you think he can make those things available? Hey? Come on, we got to trust God together. we got to trust God together. Let's take up an offering. And then I'm going to pray over the offering. Uh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. While, they, while they're busy taking up the offering, and this is a moment of worship that we're taking up an offering. It's not a moment to uh, chew gum. So it's a, it's a moment of worship, but I just want to remind you that immediately after the service we are doing a, a baptism, and I'm going to ask the people that are getting baptized to leave the church as quickly as possible and go to, the, to where, where the, where the baptism is happening, because my weather app and the other weather apps that I've seen says rain's coming in around 12, one o'clock, so we want to get there. Get you back. Listen, whether you're wet in the water or wet outside the water, doesn't matter. But it's the other people watching you go in the water that get wet. And then also, if we have to contend with lightning, it's not safe. We want, we want to keep you safe. Right? So let's get out there. Let's get it done and be quick about it. I mean, you know, within the flow of the Spirit. I'm never going to rush the Holy Spirit when He comes on people and touches you in the water. But let's get the process going. And trust God to hold the rain and hold the lightning off until we can get it done properly. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We had an amazing men's meeting yesterday afternoon. Truly, it was just amazing. And I want to thank the 80, 90 men that showed up yesterday. I want to thank you for coming. We had a great time yesterday afternoon. Our flace got washed out, so we had to kind of change it up and have the food afterwards rather than than before, so it kept the men awake because they were hungry, you know, so. (laughs) Uh, But uh, men, if I did tell you yesterday, the Lord is really on me, such anointing on me to share things with you. And uh, please watch out for dates that we're gonna give you, couple of dates, maybe the end of February, beginning of March. Uh, I have a big event happening in March, so I have to be mindful of that event. Uh, So I want to at least see you guys one more time before that event happens. So please watch out for dates that we'll give you and uh, let's see if we can squeeze in another one. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bring up the offering if it's done. Have I missed anything else, Miranda? Not message moments today because of the baptism. So I know we didn't do one last week because of the baptism, But thank God there's so many people who want to be baptized that we had to split it up into two weeks. Amen. Amen. Look at these wonderful people coming up here. They've been with us for, I don't know, how many years? Marky, how long have you been with us? 15 years or something, there? Something like that. Wonderful people. Hallelujah. Why don't you just raise your hands towards heaven and say, Lord, we present this offering to you. We thank you that you've given us seed for sowing and bread for eating. And now we thank you that you multiply it, that you increase, you increase opportunities for income and that finances and income stream into our hands and multiplication of our resources occurs. We ask you for it in Jesus' name and thank you for it, Father. And we all say, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you. You know, whenever Marky comes and greets me she says hello daddy it's a it's a very precious thing for me that we have that in our lives amen praise the lord huh yes and and um, but marky calls me daddy not joseph Joseph and I are brothers, but Marky Mark, calls me daddy. <laughs> My wife's preaching at me from the front row. <laughs> so if we, if we go to Matthew chapter seven and we read from verse seven, the scripture says, keep on asking. This is the New Living, New Living Translation. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Are you reading this? Yes. Hey, I'm reading the Bible to you. Yes. Is this the Bible? Sure, yes. ne. And if you've, got a, if you've got that kind of Bible, it's also written in red. That means Jesus is talking. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, Funds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Wow. So, I'd like you to come along with me this morning in a story, a journey. And I, I trust that you will grant me some latitude as I minister this to you. I'm not being uh, uh, sacrilegious. I'm not diminishing who God the Father is, Son and Holy Spirit. But the best way that I can get you to come on this journey with me is to take the place of God. Okay, I'm narrating a story to you. Are you all with me? Okay, so everybody, I'm God. I'm glad to meet you. I sent my son Jesus to die for you because I knew that the sin nature that you were born with from your parents so dominant in your life that you couldn't possibly do anything with your life, there was no way that you could make anything happen for yourself. And uh, I have to contend with this matter that actually, I birthed you, you were inside of me, God, before you even knew that you existed. And before you came into the earth, I determined what kind of gifts and talents and callings and and all kinds of the person you are, the personality, your temperament. I decided that before you were born. And yet I find that some people don't think that it was me that did it. I find that even in Christians, many, many people think that me, God, had nothing to do with how they were born. And even in Christians, people that have made Jesus their Lord and Savior, and I'm so glad you did, by the way, that you made Jesus Lord and Savior, because I really want to have a relationship with you. And I can't have a proper relationship with you without Jesus. And so when Jesus died for you, and He came to be with me in heaven, He, by the way, did you know that He had to come? Because I wanted to have a real proper relationship with you, and I, had, I wanted to send you the Holy Spirit. But Jesus had to come and live with me before you could have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So here I am in heaven, Father God, your Father, I'm in heaven. And Jesus is with me because he came to earth and died for you. And with my power, I raised him to be seated next to me. But now the Holy Spirit is in you and he's with you so that He can constantly, day and night, tell you about me, Father God. Don't you like that the Holy Spirit's with you? Don't you like that? I mean, can you imagine if I just decided you should not have the Holy Spirit for a day, what your day would look like? Uh, Maybe you don't realize it, but the Holy Spirit is me. The Holy Spirit is me, God the Father. And so, Do you recognize that because I give you the Spirit of God, it's me that I'm giving you? And He's with you all the time. He's with you all the time. And so I have to to put up with this the whole time that there's all these people that are birthed on the earth and the majority of them, they don't know me. They don't know that I am the originator. I am the creator. There are many people that look for me in images and idols and they make them and they build temples to them but that's not me. That's their version of the me that they think I want to look like and they make me to be something that they want because it suits them but it's not me. Because I'm not in a temple and I'm not in all of the ceremonies that they make to try and find me. I am not there. And you know, since now you my children, all of you, you my children, I can have this conversation with you. You know, there's a whole bunch of people in the world that they want to, they think they can get to know me by trying to save the planet they they worship me in the sky and the sun and the moon they worship me in the trees they worship me in the ocean and they think because because the next best thing to god is nature me god it's nature that by doing that actually they're doing a good thing but all of this is not about me So, uh, I'm having this heart-to-heart conversation with you, my children, because I wanted to take this moment to share some things with you. And uh, I'm not, this part of the conversation I want to have with you is not about what your future is going to look like, although, don't you like it that actually I've got some really good things planned for you? Do you know me? Do you know me, God? Do you know me? Well, if you knew me, you would know that actually all the plans I have for you are so good. All the plans I've got for you is so full of life. Uh, Oh, oh, you got a question about sickness. I don't have it. Oh, you got a question about poverty, about I, I don't know what that is. Oh, you got a question about the meaning of life. I don't know what that is either. I am it. I am your God. I'm I'm God. I'm I'm the one who made you. I really want to I want to give you the best of me. Me, me, all of me, all of me. I want you to have all of me. I'm not withholding anything from you. Oh, you want to know who I am? Do you want to know more about me? Okay, well, uh, I, had to create this, I had to create this order in the world because man rejected me face to face. So I had to create this order in the world that I would have messengers and servants to come and talk about me. And so what I do is I bring a special part of my spirit on them so that when they come and talk about me, that I'm telling you the things that I want you to hear through them. So uh, it's just my order. It's just my order. So uh, I'm me, God, I'm talking to you through today, through John. Just remember that John is not here speaking by himself. He's here because I asked him to come and do this for his whole life. I asked him to separate his life and consecrate his life to me so that I could put stuff in him for you all the time. So this conversation that we're having, that I could have this conversation with you through him so that then you can cut him out and just have it with me. Oh, you want to know more about who I am? Well, the messenger, Job, I had him read this words that I had Jesus speak on the earth. And when Jesus was on the earth, He was representing me and everything He said was exactly what I wanted Him to say. There was no difference between what He said and what I was saying. So when you heard Him speak, you were hearing me speak from heaven. So now... I know what you're asking next is, is Jesus was a perfect messenger and John's not perfect. Wherever John's not perfect, my Holy Spirit is there to make it perfect in you. So, but he's still going to be the guy that I talk through. Oh, what about the others that Pastor John uh, has delegated authority to? The same way that John will speak and delegates it to them, the same thing happens with them. Wherever they are imperfect, my Holy Spirit will use their words to make it perfect in you. Oh, is that how it works? That's how it works. So if you don't hear them, you won't hear me because I've chosen to speak through them. Now I can speak to you as John And I'm going to tell you that as John, God orchestrated this service this morning, that Hannah would have a word of God and come and speak this word. And when she still told me what she was going to say, you must say this before anything, because that's exactly what I'm going to preach. He sent another messenger under my delegated authority. The Holy Spirit came upon her to come and speak on his behalf about familiarity of servants and each other. And wherever you shared the word of God with each other, wherever there is an imperfection, the Holy Spirit is present to make it perfect. Hallelujah. Now I'm narrating as God the Father again. Oh, so you want to know who I am? Well, I had my my messenger, John, who, who serves me, and he, he seeks to do what I ask him to do, and he's been that way for a long time. But I asked him to read the Scripture and to preach this message to you this way this morning. And I wanted you to hear what my other messenger, my son Jesus said. And when he said, he, he, read, he said this on the earth, Jesus, he said, if you wanna know me, I'm the father. That is better, better than any natural father. And so Jesus said, do you who are natural fathers, if your child asks you for something to eat, will you give them a snake? No, you're going to give them good things. That's what I had Jesus speak into the earth so that you would know who I am, God the Father. And do you remember that Jesus said those words right after he said, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink or wear or what you're going to do. Because if you just find out who I am and get close to me, you will never have to worry about those things because I'll take the place of father. So as a father, don't you want to give your kids food? MP, I'm going to ask you a personal question. When your kids were growing up and they wanted to eat, did you ever tell them, no, you must starve? And I want you to really understand all those starving kids out there, so you must not eat for a week because I want you to starve. Never. Would you consider yourself to have been a good father? Yeah, I was with you in some of those years, so I know you were a good father. But you would never do that. Did your kids ever have to worry about food? No. Neither with you either, Lynn. They never had to worry about food. What about you, Christo? I'm just talking fathers now because Father God. Which which of you mothers were giving milk to your kids on the breast? Maybe I've got to talk to the older woman generation now. And your kids were crying and they wanted food and you say, no, no, I'm not going to let you suckle on the breast because... You must just stay hungry. You must just stay hungry because, 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 stay hungry. That whole relationship with a mother and a father is designed to reveal God to us. So now, I'm God the Father and I want you to know who I am. And I'm saying to you, just know me. Just seek me, come and find out, come and bring your time, bring your energy, bring your creativity. The stuff that I gave you in the first place, you weren't born with that unless I gave it to you. Bring it to me, come and find out about me, come and enjoy me and watch what I'll do for you. Oh, I hear your question. Yeah, because I've got the Holy Spirit that is seeking you, knowing everything that's deep in your heart. And He, my Spirit, is in you, interceding on your behalf before the Father. In the things that you don't even know you need intercession for, the Holy Spirit is interceding for you. If you don't know that, my children, go and read it in the Bible. It's in Romans. That I had my servant right, that was on the earth. His name was Paul, you remember? My servant, another messenger wrote that in the Bible and he revealed my heart when he said, those things that you didn't even know you need answering by me. The Holy Spirit seeks them in your heart and he reveals them to me and I come and I send answers to you. Oh, you're still not sure that I really want to be in your life and I want to, I want to change and alter your future to be what I designed it to be. Okay, uh, Really, you want your own future rather than the one I have for you? Which one of you wants your own future other than the one I want for you? Which one of you, my children? My children, which one of you do you want? My children, my children, which one of you want to have a future for yourself that you want rather than the one I have for you? Oh, you do. Why? why would you want to have a future outside of the one that I have for you? Does that mean you don't think that I'm a good enough father? Oh, perhaps you think you're the best father. Really? Oh, because if you wanted the best for your kids and you would do anything to get the best, where do you get that heart from? Where did you get that heart as a father from? You think you think my Opponent in your life is not my opponent because I'm God. There's no opposition to me. But the only opposition is the one for your life. So the opponent for your life, you think he's got your best interest at heart? No. I'm your heavenly father. I've got your best interest at heart. I'm always making sure that you are protected, shielded, and provided for. Looked after. Oh, I hear your question now by the Holy Spirit. I hear your question, and the question is But then, but then, my father, why do I have these difficult things happening to me and all of these hard things? And how come I've experienced pain and suffering and sickness and disease? How come I've, I've experienced all those things? So, you think I gave that to you? You think I. Wanted you to have that pain? Because somehow you would become a better person through pain. Somehow I don't have all of life in me, so you got to go to the devil to understand pain because you need to know pain before you can be a better person. Because I don't have enough of life in me, you've got to go to the devil to find out what it is to have pain and to have sickness and have disappointment and have all of those things because the devil will help you to become a better person because I'm not good enough. I don't have all of life in me for you to be the best person you can become. Oh, is that what you've been thinking all this time? Well, I want to ask you, my children, where do you think those thoughts come from? Do you think it's me giving you those thoughts? Well, where do you think those thoughts are coming from? Oh, perhaps now you'll understand that those thoughts, that pain, all of that was initiated from the dark one, the one who is anti my blessing for your life. That one, because he wants you to keep rehearsing the pain, Keep rehearsing the disappointment because the minute you do that, you are no longer focused on my goodness, but you're focused on keeping the pain away. And so then your focus is no longer on me, but your focus is on preventing disappointment, preventing pain, preventing all of the things that you have experienced in your life. My children, I'm asking you this morning, I'm asking you, please come closer to me. You will find that in my presence, I wash away that pain. I wash away that disappointment. I wash away all of those bad things that have always happened to you. Oh, you don't understand why sickness and disease are still a present amongst my people? I'm there with all of my power wanting it, but your words and your thoughts are against me. So I can't bring all of it to you as much as I want because you keep going to the dark side when you leave the church. Do you see now? Do you see now that when you're in with all of my children together, do you see that there's a special strength here it's the strength of the Holy Spirit that all of you brought when you came together. You came with the Holy Spirit and you, when you came together, that strength of agreement, that strength of desire to hear what I have to say, it brought the Holy Spirit stronger and there's a strength here. But when you leave here, uh, the collective strength is diminished. And then you go back to thinking about all the dark things. This is not my desire for you. This is not my will for you. My will for you is that you will know me. When you wake up in the morning, know me. When you walk in your day, know me. Oh, I can see now the Holy Spirit is telling me what you're thinking. Yes, you're thinking I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. There's too many things that have happened in my past that I can't possibly even think about because it's always going to be there between me and you. Hey, my kids, does your kid who wants food and water and bread and shelter, do they come and say, I'm sorry, 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 daddy, sorry, daddy, my sorry, mommy, sorry, mommy, uh, but I'm just hungry well if you demand that of your kids then I would say to you that's not my spirit of father in you that's the dark side father that's trying to prepare their children for pain for disappointment for all of the bad possibilities that might happen into your life I suppose you're wondering now where the father's really are doing their children any favors by teaching them about pain and disappointment. So I ask you, if you come to me and you say, Father, I want you to teach me about life, do you think I'm going to teach you about pain and disappointment? I don't know what that is. I'm Father God. I don't have disappointment. I've never disappointed myself. Jesus has never disappointed me. The Holy Spirit has not disappointed me. I don't know what disappointment is. Oh, but, oh, I hear your question now. But what about Adam and Eve? I just managed what they did. They didn't disappoint me. It didn't change my love and it didn't change my fellowship. Even when they did the wrong thing, I walked in the garden. I wanted to talk to them, but they went and hid themselves. Disappointment is not in me. Neither is guilt and shame and condemnation in me. It doesn't exist in me. I'm your father. Uh, but, But what if I do wrong? I can hear that question now. What if I do wrong? I judged all your wrong in Jesus. Receive him fully. Come walk with me. I hear it. another. Is it possible that it can be that easy? Yes. That's why Jesus died. All of the bad stuff you will ever do, I judged it in Him. One time, forever, for everybody, there is nothing that you can ever do to improve it. I judged it. So what's holding you back? What's holding you back to come to me and have this wonderful, wonderful relationship that I desire to have with you? What's holding you back? What's holding you back? Please don't let it. Please don't let it. I'm, I'm talking to you this morning because actually I don't want you to worry about what you're going to eat. What you gonna drink? What you gonna wear? Where you gonna stay? Why do you want to worry about that? Oh, I know. You want to worry about that because you're living in the dark side. But if you're living in me, you will know that I've got all the stuff you'll ever need. So I can hear your question, but how are you gonna get all that stuff that I need into my hands? Well, I'm your daddy. I'm your father. Why do you want to ask me how? Just trust me. The how is my business and I will tell you what to do and how to go. Oh, I see what's happening now. Well, I have to guide you back to my written messengers messages that were written by my messengers. I have to take you back to that written part because I want you to see that even from the early days when I went to Abraham and I said, Abraham, I'm God, come and follow me and I will make you a people, that he left all of his secure things behind and he put his trust in me and I showed him a place where I would bless him. And then don't you remember that when Drought came and famine came. He took matters into his own hand and went into Egypt. I didn't guide him there. He went there by himself. But when his son came to that part of life again, where there was famine, I told his son, Don't worry about it. I'm your God. Don't do what your dad did. Follow me. Stay here where the famine is. You mean? I mustn't go to Egypt where the plenty is. No, stay where the famine is. But how are you going to feed me in famine? What do you do when there's plenty? Well, I sow seed. Do that. Oh, but I don't understand. Do you remember what Isaac did? In the famine time, he planted his seeds and he waited for me to show up. And I just showed up and I watered all of his stuff. And everybody else had famine. Don't you remember how I took care of him? Wow. And don't you remember that his son, Jacob, he was being controlled by a man called Laban. He was dominating him, controlling him, holding him back for all the blessing that I just talked about his life. But remember Jacob, you know, he had some dark things. He deceived his dad. So he was running around life thinking everything is a deception. So he was captured and held a capture because he thought he was going to be deceived. Because he had deception in his heart. Until him and I had a heart to heart talk. And then he realized actually that this has got to change. And when he came to me and we had a heart heart to talk, he realized I can't stay with Laban. I got to remember what my father blessed me with. So do you remember what happened? He just sat there under the tree and he used a, a thing and he just cut trees. He just cut wood. He threw the wood in the water. And I showed up with my creative self. I just showed up. And what men thought was impossible, I made possible. All those sheep and goats, they all, did opposite to what their whole DNA structure was set out to do. That was me. That was me, God. I did it. Yeah, when they were mating, I showed up. Your, your lambs, they're going to look like this. Your lambs are going to look like this. And your lambs are going to look like this. And nobody could see that happening, but I showed up. Uh. Do you see me, Father God, in all of these stories? All of these people that were my covenant kids, I was there all the time for them. Oh, don't you remember those ones that I wanted to get out of Egypt? And they walked in the desert. Every morning they woke up and there was food. Every day there was a cloud over their heads. At night when the desert was cold, I put a fire around them. Have you read that in the Bible? If you haven't, go read it. That's me. That's who I am. I want my kids to trust me that everything you ever need, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Oh, I can see what's happening in your head now. I can see all of those old thoughts from the dark side coming back. But, but it's not possible that it's this good. Yeah, that's what the dark one wants you to think. It's not possible that I could be this good. So who do you want to listen to? The father of all things? Or the dark side who rejected me as father? Wanted to be equal to me as father, but could never be father because he doesn't have in him what I have. He wanted to have everything that I had, but he could never be everything that I was because I'm the beginning and the end. But he thought he could be the beginning and the end and compete with me. And they could never be that because I am the beginning and the end. So, We couldn't coexist in the same place. And of course, all life is with me. So what happens when he left me? He died. He exists without life. Now he wants all peoples on the earth to have that same way of living, exist without life. He wants you to worry. He wants you to be anxious. He wants you to work with everything you've got. You got to work. You got to work. You got to perform. You got to make it happen. You got to make it happen. And you're going to experience pain, and you're going to experience hardships, and you're going to experience. And he wants you to focus on the pain and all the hardships and all the hurt and all of the disappointments. He wants you to focus on that because the more you focus on that, the more you will worship it, and you will become familiar with it, and you'll become comfortable with it, and you will spend your whole life to undo that darkness and undo that pain and undo that, and you will say, the only way I can do this is to be the very best thing that I could ever be. And He wants you to think like that, so you worship yourself. Because when you're worshiping yourself, you forget about me. Actually, I'm the one who's yet to meet your needs and to give you everything you want, everything you need, but you forget about me because it's all about you. And he's, that's His plan. So today, I've sent you my messenger. I've sent you my messenger. I've sent him to you to tell you who I am. I've sent him to you to show you that there's a whole lot more to me than you know. And the part that you don't know, you think uh, there's so much more you've got to be able to, to see before you can get to to experience me, and all I'm asking for is your heart. Give me your heart. Give me your life. Give me your words. Give me your worship, and watch me do something different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that this way that the Lord has had me deliver this message to you today will stay with you forever. I trust and I pray that I have been as good a messenger as I could be, because I am always aware of my human frailty. That familiarity that Hannah was talking about by the Holy Spirit, that familiarity, I am aware of my familiarity with you. I am aware that when we live together, you can look at my humanity and you can see my faults. But it is my great desire that when you see my faults, you don't see the the faults as a problem with God. The very fact that He would use Imperfect vessels is how great He is. Because you're not perfect. But He wants you to have all of His perfection in your life. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Father, the Father of God has been on me and I don't actually, uh, I, ha- I have tried to stay away from saying this, but the Holy Spirit has been so strong on me that I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you again as Father. Okay, And this is what I'm going to say. As Father God, I want to just tell you about my servant, John. Before he was born, I selected the parents that he was going to be born to. And when he was born, the first thing that I had his father speak over him when he came out and he was a little baby was, this is our preacher, very first words that I had his father speak over his life. So my son, my servant, my messenger, John, who stands before you, that one, I called him before he was born. I called him to do what he's doing. And there was a lot of stuff that was in the world, a lot of religion and a lot of things in the world. But I knew that actually John's heart was always towards me. And how imperfect he could be, he was always going to do the best that he could for me. He was, his heart was towards me. And so I prepared a walk for him to walk in. I had divine connections lined up for him so that he would bump into those divine connections as I would orchestrate his life and as he would choose things. I had divine connections aligned for him. And, uh, and he's done okay. The divine connections that I brought into his life, he stayed with them. And there's been lots of opportunities for him to walk away from them. But uh, those divine connections were designed by me so that I could form him and fashion him and mold him. And make him so that he would bring a message to you that is from my heart. And the messages that he brings to you, it's the heart of my heart as a shepherd where I'm bringing you to fresh waters and to green pastures so that you may eat and drink of the best of me. And he reveals the heart of the father and the shepherd to you. And that one that he chose to be his life partner, Sharon, I chose her before she was born. And I had her born to two parents who both chose to be my servants in ministry, but the pressure of life got too much for them and they chose to stop doing my will because of money. They stopped because of pressure. But my presence and my protection was upon her so that when John and Sharon met, they would choose each other because the legacy and the divine connections that I established for both of them would come together and create something that would be what I have brought to you. And so all of you sitting in here today, you are not here just because it's your choice. You are all here because I drew you with my Holy Spirit to come into this Ecclesia so that in this Ecclesia, you may see the heart of a father. You may see the heart of a shepherd. You may see what God wants you to see, know what He wants you to know, so that your choices and your life can be in assignment and in my plan that I called you from before the beginning of the earth. All of you are in the same place. Please don't choose something else. When, when the Lord had me prepare this message the way I'm speaking it to you today, you can imagine this part of it I didn't want to say. Huh? Huh? because I don't like to draw attention to me. I also didn't know at that time that Pastor Lynn would be here because Pastor Lynn's not here every Sunday. But I can speak this because, because of the way God was, and I can speak the way God would have me say and say. and I brought a servant, an elder, of the highest spiritual order that I formed and framed him over years of pressure, over years of things where his heart stayed pure. I brought him to walk with my servant and my messenger, John and Sharon. Because of their loves, him and Elsebi, their loves, what I wanted them to bring to these two. So, I know he sees me as a gift, but he's been a gift to us. He's been a gift to us. And what about this one here? Christy, Pastor Christy, what about this one? This one, God brought, he fashioned and formed her and created her to walk with these two so that she could bring the disciples' heart, the heart of one that would bring honor she would bring and reveal it to all of you in a way that you wouldn't have seen it if she didn't have the heart because I called her, formed her from the beginning. I can speak like this because I know the family that she was born to a man who loved God. She was born to a man who in his own desires pursued the word of faith in the end part of his love. He, he even wanted to know about Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Hagin's messengers and he pursued the word of faith And she is the offspring of a divine connection that I orchestrated from a long time back. And now they, as a married couple, have come into alignment in these years and their calling is getting stronger. And so I'm going to speak to you about my children. And I want to tell you, that my children have been under the fiercest fight for their lives because of me. Because of the calling that is on me. The devil has tried everything he can to kill our seed and stop our seed from becoming significant in the future. So if you see that there is Pastor Garth and Brim, that God is raising up in this ministry. If you see them taking roles of leadership, this was designed for them before you all came here. It's not because they're my kids, but it's because they're my seed. That's completely different. If, they do, if I do this because they're my kids, then it then it's a relationship that is not holy. If I do this because they must seed, then there's a holy lineage that God has orchestrated. And now I want to speak as God again. And I'm, I'm nearly finished with what the Holy Spirit put in my heart today. And so I want to say, that God calling me God, I've called all of you to be part of this great ecclesia. I will never choose for you. I will never choose for you. I have given you all the right to choose whatever you may. But there are young people that have chosen to walk with me from now and their life, is going to be taken care of. They will not have to worry about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, what they're going to wear, who they're going to marry, what they're going to. What's going to happen to their lives? I have it all covered. Because they choose me, they have chosen me, so they will have all of the blessing of me forever. They will not have to deal with pain. They will not have to deal with disappointment. They will not have to deal with the hardships of the world out there. And others might say, but they lack something. That means to say, I lack something, God. And I, God, don't lack anything. And anybody who walks with me will never lack anything. Do you remember that I, God, Called disciples, and before they came to, walk, to follow me, I already took care of their family's needs. I sent them fishing, I sent them to have a huge financial injection before they came to follow me. Do you remember that when I was talking through Jesus to the rich young ruler? who didn't? Who had all the stuff he could ever want, but he didn't pursue my heart. His heart didn't want my heart. And I had to expose that to about him publicly. Do you remember that after that, there was a conversation that I had with my kids, my disciples. I had a conversation with them through Jesus about it's, it's easier for a rich man to enter into the eye of a needle, a camel for a, to enter into the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Do you remember what Peter said then? How is it possible that any of us can do anything? Do you remember what my son Jesus said on my behalf? He said, With man, it's not possible, but with God, everything's possible. My son Jesus was talking with my heart, and he was saying, Everything you could ever want is in me. It's possible. Do you remember what Peter then said? He said, but Lord, how are we going to get all this stuff? Because we've left everything to follow you. Do you remember what I said to him? I said to Peter and to all the disciples, in this lifetime, you'll never want for anything. And in the lifetime to come, you'll have treasures that will never be corrupted. That's my heart. That's who I am. Come follow me. Come be part of me. Come and pursue me. Come pursue me. Come after me. Come after me. Come after me. Hallelujah. Last week I said this and I'm going to finish off with this. Last week I said this, I said, if you choose God and you pursue God, you will never lack for anything. But if you strive and work hard to get what you think you deserve, to get the advantage in life, to get the edge over other people, to create the best possible world that you think you could create, you will always live with a reproduction of yourself. And you will have to fight for it. You will have to strive for it. You will have to, fu- you will have to uh, claw for it. You will have to, to, to literally throw bombs sometime and move into a bomb shelter to get what you have to get for yourself you will always only get the, what you would think is the best version of yourself. So why would you want to live like that? Let's pursue God and we can stop striving. Let's pursue God. Let's make the right choices and then we can stop fighting and striving and competing. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. 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 Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. And so, God wants us to have the best of Him. That's what blessing is. The blessing of God is giving you everything you need to have everything you should have. And when you are walking with God and he's giving you everything you need and everything you should have, then you can be free to worship him and follow him and let all of his goodness guide you into assignment, into purpose, into plan, into everything. Thank you, Lord. As we go into the future, I'm going to refer to this message because it's going to be a big message I'm going to refer to in the future because now I part with this question for you. If you knew God like this, if you know God like this and you know Him the way I've described Him today, would you want all the people that you know to have Him, like, to know Him like that? Don't you, want him, don't you want him to show himself to, to everybody like that? Hey? All your brothers and sisters, all of your friends, all of the people sitting here, don't you want them all to have this kind of relationship with God? So then we must reveal that. We mustn't reveal pain and striving and chaos and performance and competing. And, 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 and. let's reveal the good God. The blessing God. And then what about those that don't even know Jesus yet? Don't you want to tell them about this Jesus? About this God? Don't you want to tell them? Hey, we don't have to get so caught up in our heads that you got to pray the sinner prayer with them, get them saved today. What about you just say, hey, I serve a good God, man. He's so good to me. I love for him. I'm blessed by him. I'm protected by him. He saved my soul. He saved my life. And he keeps, he keeps, he keeps on being good to me. Most people will say, I've never heard people talk about God like that. No, because they associate God with religion. They associate God with all kinds of other stuff. But that's not who God is. God is your God. He's your God, He's your Father. Jesus is your Savior. The Holy Spirit is God's Spirit in us and for us, showing us Him all the time. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Won't you all stand with me, please? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <sighs> I can't help myself. But you know, when I came back from America, uh, I, had, uh, I had some things going on inside of me. I'm talking about May after we came back from the California tour. I had some things going on inside of me and next minute Jesus shows up in my room, the Holy Spirit, and he says, John, I want to do you a favor. You're going to get sick of me telling the story for a long time. But you know, it's so big in me, it doesn't matter what it is. It's so big in me that my father would show up in my room and say, I want to do you a favor, John. Ask me what you want. Ask me what you want. Just ask me what you want. Well, Lord, I don't have a need for a house. I don't have a need for a car. I don't have a need for clothes. I don't have a need for food. I don't, there's nothing like that that I want to ask you for because you've already given me all of that. And I don't have to ask you for more people because whatever, whoever you've called to be with me, I receive them. I don't need to ask you for. What? You've blessed my life so much. Why do you want to give me a favor when my life is so blessed? Because you love me, John. You seek my heart. You pursue me. You want me in your life all the time. Lord, but I don't think I pray enough. I don't think I worship enough. I don't think I read enough. I don't think I... No, no, John, your heart is all me. It's all me. Your heart is all me. Well, okay, Lord, if you insist, then I don't know what to ask you. Give me some time and I'll ask you. I'll tell you, the Father is standing before you today. The scripture that he's read, he said, come, get to know me so you can ask me stuff and I'll give it to you. My Bible says, the word says, ask me, I'll give it to you. Ask me, I'll give it. Seek me, knock on the door and watch me open things up for you. Won't you put your heart, your hand on your heart like this and say, I receive the knowledge of my heavenly Father. The way it was shown to me today. I receive it in my heart. I receive it in my life. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Do you you feel the presence of the Father here? Do you feel His love for you? Do you not realize that His great spirit of peace is on this message? That He's making Himself so real for you that you can not have to Strive to pursue Him that you can just follow Him. Just give Him your heart. Just give Him your heart. Hallelujah. Got something, Luke? No? Come stand here with me, Luke. Hallelujah. Come stand here. Hug you. I'll tell you, I'm just, uh, the Lord just put a spotlight on him right now because he's just a representative of all of the young people that are choosing Jesus. I want to tell you that these young people will never lack for anything. They will never want for anything. They will not have to strive for anything. They will not have to perform and dance to anybody else's tunes because God's got their whole life covered. That is the best place to be when God's got your life covered. Hey Luke. Hey kids. You're all my kids. Thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise you Jesus, praise you Jesus, praise you Jesus, praise you Jesus. Pastor Lin, come, just come stand here, I want to love on you too, yes. From the youngest to the oldest. God's got us covered. His blessing is on all of us. His life is on all of us. His abundance is on all of us. Hallelujah. I love Him. I love Him. I know He's getting older, (laughs) but I told Him a long time ago, it doesn't matter how old He gets, He's in my life forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From the oldest to the youngest, God's got us all covered. Amen. He's got us all covered. All of His goodness is towards us all of the time. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Sharon. (laughs) Thank you. James chapter 3 and from verse 14 talks about what you were saying about that system out there, you know. Oh. Just remember that. James chapter 3, go read it, the elder said so, verse 14, the elder said so, you better do it, amen, hallelujah, may the peace of God be upon you, may you walk in His love, His protection, He gives His angels charge over you, no weapon formed against you will prosper, because He's got you covered, You're under His shadow, under His shield. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you're blessed going out, blessed coming in, and blessed in everything that you do. In Jesus' name. Do you all agree with that? Say amen. Amen. I'll see you guys.